We got a little burp going action going on here on the Dreamers Podcast. Hey, this is Joe Pardo, and you're watching or listening to the Dreamers Podcast. Uh, this is episode 234. Special number in my heart for sure. Uh, didn't mean to rhyme, but I'm just a G like that. Matt is with me as always, sitting right across uh, on the other side of the camera. What's going on, Matt? Good afternoon. Uh, well, it's not not too much today. It's been a it's been kind of a slow day. Yeah, slow start. <sighs> I know, man. I was like totally woke up late. <laughs> it was like ten o'clock for like a ten thirty start for me today uh, after the busy day that was yesterday. Mm. Um. But it's it's all cool, you know. We had a we had a great time yesterday. Yeah. Um. And of course, right now we're also joined, and well, we'll get into that, of course. But right now we're joined with uh, Miss Ava, Miss Ava Grace here, who's being very good, even though the spotlight is on her face. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's episode 234 matt and uh well first of all i we gotta we gotta uh i'd like to have like a moment of silence i think for for what happened in orlando uh yesterday uh, i didn't get a chance to really follow um the story because we were so busy but it, it's really uh it, it, it's 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 not, it's a shame isn't even uh, a tragedy i i don't even know that that's the right word either uh for something like what what occurred in uh in Florida. So, uh, yeah, so we, we were, we were pretty busy, but you know, let's, uh, let's, let's just give a, a moment of silence here. Hey, are you cool with a moment of silence? So, yeah. So what happened was, was barbaric and, uh, horrific and a lot of other adjectives that Matt is probably better at giving than I would be um, to describe the the what happened yesterday in in Florida. <sighs> so uh, yeah, we'll see how things shake out and and shape up in the next uh, in the coming weeks. I'll definitely be interested to to follow what you know what happens. So. Um, so yeah, so yesterday we were at the Kittypreneur Expo that I was speaking at. I was the um, opening keynote talk uh, for the day, and it was a uh, it was a wonderful experience. Uh, Matt, I was so fortunate to have you join me. Yeah, no, it was good to be there and see how all this stuff works. Uh, you know, the kind of behind the scenes. I got to work the merch table for a while, uh, the little camera work, and you know, just did, uh, kind of a meet and greet with people while you were, you know, talking to people. I was kind of queuing them up, <laughs> trying to trying to keep everybody engaged i know it's tough right it's tough to um to to to, to find all that balance when you're trying to mm-hmm. do something like that where where you have uh people coming up and you're trying to talk to them because they have questions and at the same time you're trying to help them figure out which book that you know it is that they should be buying because that doesn't necessarily you know they shouldn't necessarily buy both um i mean i'd like them to buy both but depending on what they're what what stage of life they're in or what they're trying to accomplish, uh, one of my books is, might be a better choice or a better fit for them than the other. So, like, uh, how to dream would be great if you if you were trying to figure out how to get you know jumpstart your dreams versus thirty one life changing concepts is like it, it's a great book for kids for, for parents who to try to help teach their kids uh, some life lessons that they don't necessarily know how to put into 
uh, into words. So yeah, so that's that's the whole thing. It's uh, it's great to have have both have both available, but isn't necessarily the they aren't necessarily the right book um, for every person. Uh, to, to just be like, oh yeah, you just want to buy both because that's that's what you do. Uh, yeah. The, uh, what's her face from, um, oh, it's cool. I'll, I'll keep holding her. Uh, you're going to feed her. Okay. Well, she, she doesn't seem t- too hungry, but we'll, we'll let, all right. I'll, I'll let you hold Ava. There you go, mommy. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, the, one of the ladies, Dimitri from, uh, house of pain and now real housewives of Georgia, Georgia, Atlanta, I think uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, she uh, she gave a really great talk. Um, I was really really in, um, surprised and impressed with with what she what she had the uh, value that she had to give to the audience, which was um, mostly kids. It was it was like I think the kids outnumbered the adults uh, at least by a little bit, maybe not completely, but um, yeah, it was it was definitely a, a very well put together event. Um, that I wish I could have went there for Saturday's event too, because they had a panel and they they um had kids pitch business ideas and I, next next year I'd like to like to do both days if I can. Yeah, that, that would have been interesting to see. I just we didn't get a whole lot of the uh, uh, the business side of things. I mean, you know, it was it was interesting to hear from uh, from her, and there was a couple other good speakers too, but. The kids, I was I, there was a lot of awards being given out, but they didn't give really uh, give the kids a really chance to get up and, and say much per se. It was just like, hey, here's here's what I did, here's my award, and then you know, come on, just gotta keep, keep it moving, on to the next kid. <laughs> well, they they did give out a lot of awards yesterday. Yeah. Um, that you know that was great that they that they gave out so many awards and to mostly to kids. I think it was it was just probably about half of the awards that they gave mm-hmm. out were to kids, um, doing wonderful things. Um. And and like one example was um, Anaya Wolf um, with her filmmaking. Uh, she's making a documentary um, highlighting sexual assault, and she mm-hmm. is 13 years old. Wow. Yeah, so it's like super heavy topic for a 13 year old to be tackling. But this is what you know it, it means a lot to her, so she wants to to do it. So super uh, happy. For her and and everything that she has going on, and actually, I'm looking forward to having her on the show uh, at some point in the future. Her and her dad, because her dad um, is also a motivational speaker, uh, mm-hmm. but he's also a police officer. Uh, I believe a sergeant. Sergeant. Yes, he is a sergeant in Philly. So uh, very cool there to uh, to not only get to meet him, but his son too. Tra- his son Travis was. Was a delight to get to talk to. He was the first one that made the the connection. Came right over and we were talking. He was showing me uh, his backflip, and then he, he wanted to buy one of my books, so he bought a book and he started reading it right there on the spot. And only ten years old, loves uh, loves break dancing. So uh, it was absolutely inspiring to me to have um, so many uh, just inspiring individuals in one room. That, that weren't just adults, like the kids that, that are imaginative and, and can and are looking to do something different and do things that is like they're not expected <laughs> to do, like like in, in the case of uh Anaya Wolf where she's not you know, nobody expects a kid to um you know, make films, sure. I mean, especially now with YouTube and the advocate advocacy of that, but um make a documentary on such a, a hard topic. 
Well, you know, it's like you said yesterday. The, you know, kids or what we think of kids these days, there, there's a gap where, you know, like with YouTube, with all these uh, resources, they're learning a lot more at a young age as opposed to us. I don't know, I was maybe more sheltered growing up, but there wasn't as easy access to all these hard-hitting topics. You know, like if, if you wanted to go to the library, you could read about it, but it's not really something that would catch our attention now. It's like you go on YouTube and <laughs> there's there's so many headlines, you know, it's it's a good and a bad thing, I guess. It's almost like they're growing up a little bit too quick, but on the other hand, it's impressive that at, at that young age, uh, they're already making a huge start on uh, what, what could turn to a career. I mean, you know, filmmaking... Uh, it's, I guess there really is no, can, can you start too soon as a filmmaker? I guess not. I mean, no, 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 definitely not. And we see on YouTube tons of kids making all kinds of films, but, but I think the sooner the better, right? There's more, more experience, you get. more experience, right? There's more, more opportunities to make, you know, make mistakes and mistakes equal experience and experience equals uh faster learning, you know, translating the faster learning mm-hmm. for the things that they want, you know, out of life. And help, it can help put them on that path a lot sooner. Um, so, yeah, so wonderful experience yesterday. Uh, and actually, so in this episode, later after the jump, uh, normally I would have an interview. I do have one interview with a uh, young lady named Jessica Wolf. Uh, she actually sang the... Um, Oh my god! The national anthem. I was ready to say "Star Spangled Banner," but uh, or is that the actual name of the song? "Star Spangled Banner." Uh, It's horrible. All right, yeah, no national anthem. Moving on. Moving on. uh, The national anthem at the event, and she did a wonderful job. So I I will have not only her uh, rendition of it, uh, her singing it, but also the um, the the interview with that with her. I'm I'm sorry. What? Yeah, that's what I said, isn't it? What? What? No, no, no. There's two. two. Je- did I say Jessica Wolf? I didn't. If I did, I I, I apologize. Not going to go back and edit it. We do it live. That's how we do. Um, so it's definitely Jessica Jessica Woodley, uh, spelled with two E's at the end. So L E E instead of L Y or L E Y or L I E. Lots of different ways to spell names. Uh, so yeah. You know, uh, I have a, so- a short interview with her, and I'll also be putting um, my talk at the end of this episode as well. Uh, we also ran into uh, my good friend Pete. Uh, Tr- Tr- I'm going to say his name wrong. Trabuco. Tr- Trabuco? I think Matt's giving me the thumbs up, so I'm going to say yes, it's Trabuco. Um, which he he was there speaking as well, which was awesome. D- just to get to um, connect with him some more, I uh, interviewed him on the Living the Dream podcast back in I don't know when it was, but we, it was it was um, I don't know probably like six months ago at this point. So yeah, it was great to connect with him and, and see him meet him in person, and we got to uh, I got to learn quite a bit of uh, stuff from him, full of knowledge for sure. Uh, and then got to see him speak, so I, I will uh, be including his talk as well at the end of this this episode uh so you can check that out as well <sighs> okay so that that that's the wrap-up for for kittypreneur expo and now uh moving on to movie mail so melissa and i launched if you don't know what movie mail is movie mail is the um it's a service so, uh, set up for people who are inspired like like you, Matt, like mm-hmm. me, like like Melissa, my wife, like Ava, uh, like most people that listen to this show, to 
create a letter, create an envelope full of motivation, henceforth Movi, uh, the name motivation, Movi, motivational stuff like that uh create a letter create an envelope and then send it off to movie mail and what we do is we're going to take the letter and we're going to um open it up uh make you know make sure that it's safe to send out that it's not like blatantly offensive or anything like that and we're going to take the contents of that letter whether and because you can fit more than just a letter in there you could fit uh pins and buttons and like uh silicon wristbands like the ones i have on top of my uh mic here you know, you could put anything you fit in an envelope would be would be awesome. That that's motivational and inspirational that we can send off to another member of Movi, and then in exchange, you will be receiving your own letter and envelope from another Movi member later in that month. So so that's that's the whole premise. And uh, so we set up a website. We have this really awesome whiteboard video, and it's it's been a really great time uh, so far, you know, getting it out there and getting people to, uh, interact and, and wanting to be a part of movie mail. So, um, it's, it's, it's awesome. You can go to moviemail.com. I'm, you know, I'm really tired, (laughs) really, really tired. Um, and I still have to give a talk later tonight over at the Toastmasters meeting at uh, six o'clock. So I still have to get on my on the ball for that as well. So after talking on this show for like an hour to an hour and a half, I still have to, you know, pick myself up and and go, um, maybe get dressed up a little bit nicer than my Muppets T-shirt here and go give a talk t- uh, to people at Toastmasters, which will be a lot of fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it all the same. So, um, let's see what. What else I got here on the list? Uh, okay, so I want to talk about business expenses a little bit. Um, so I had somebody reach out to me, and they were uh, curious as to why MovieMail costs $10 to be a member of. So um, as I seen earlier this week, certain people out there, not going to name names. I was I was thinking about naming names, not naming any names. like to put people on blast uh, for having an opinion, having a uh, negative opinion of what what it is that you do or questioning the way you go about doing something. Now, I feel very strongly, Matt, about the way that I feel uh, when it comes to uh, people. We get mad, right? Like, we can get angry. Uh, we can call people names. We can we can do all that stuff. Um, but generally, it's it's better to do that stuff in private than to put somebody else out there, like put their name out there and like be like, oh, haters going to hate, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Haters are going to hate. That's I think that goes without saying. Right. Like we we know the Taylor Swift song. We know that all rappers pretty much say the same thing. Uh, and and people have picked up on it. I, I mean, I agree they, they you know, haters will hate, but. It depends on what you're trying to accomplish, right? So, so instead of, and I'll get back to the email that I got, but just go, go follow with, follow me on this, Matt. If, if somebody has something negative to say about what I do or how I do something, um, yeah, again, it, it might make me angry. I might have things to say about it to myself or maybe to improv, like in private to a couple of people like trusted, you know, safe space. Is that, is that, is that the term safe space people? 
people like not social media social media and internet is not the safe space uh that a lot of people would like it to be um some places can be more safer uh but it depends on the topic in which you're talking about so for me when i think about uh somebody that has some negative feedback what i think of is hey maybe i should reach out to this person Maybe instead of not just even putting the generalization of like haters going to hate out there um, and putting a person's name on blast, I'm going to take, try to take, if I'm not, if I'm not too angry about what they had to say, take what they said and reach out to them and try to make a fan out of them. Make what, you know, take what they, they said. Now, maybe they're uninformed, right? I mean, there's always people that might be uninformed of how things work or why things work the way they do or what it can entail. Because, like, sometimes people will just sit, sit there and spitball, right? And be like, well, if I was going to do this, I would be trying to... Like, and they're just spitballing these ideas out. And it's like... And they're not necessarily bad ideas. The problem is, is when you understand the concept... And you're you're open minded enough to the idea that maybe you don't know everything. That's the best way to like you're you have to be open to taking up advice, right? But maybe you should be reaching out to that person instead of putting that person's name out there specifically and saying, "Hey, uh, this, look at what this person did or right. said." And, and and instead reaching out to that person and trying to make a fan and correcting the problem if you can. Sometimes it's not always possible, right? We can't always fix everything that uh, that that people are looking for us to fix. Um, and and what a good example of that was like boxy swaps. And people were like, oh well, why don't you set up profiles and then I can get stuff sent to me that that I actually want to receive. And I'm like, well, yeah, but then we're gonna be having to inventory stuff like. like it's going to get really really complicated in a hurry and we're just trying to prove a model first clearly boxy swap model didn't work for us um and out of that came ovi mail i'm sorry you wanted to say something no i was just gonna say it's the difference between reaching out to someone directly and only to that person in an effort to you know correct what you consider a bad behavior as opposed to as term used as like putting it on blast or like let's say like if you're sending out an email you could either email the person and say, oh, hey, here's, you're wrong and here's why. Or you could CC the entire office in an attempt to like make them look stupid, which is just going to exacerbate the situation. At that point, I think it's more about like my feelings are hurt. So I'm going to like say something really nasty and let everybody else know so that they can all jump down this person's throat, completely ignoring you know, you know what led us to this point. It's like it, you're not looking to solve anything. You're just looking to like make a big stink about it, and that's – a kind of difference between um, approaching the person directly and, and just that person or let me shout out to the world and, you know, let everybody like mock this person and, you know, be derisive because D- device derisive derisive. Oh, derisive, you know, being negative toward them because. Oh, I thought you were saying divisive. Well, the statement could be divisive. <laughs> oh, well, I, 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 you know, language better than I do. No, it's just, <laughs> but the thing is, it just to me, it's like it, it's very. It's a very immature way of handling things, but it's also very common on social media to blow things out of proportion uh, or just, you know, 
again, get all these people involved that weren't even involved to begin with and really have no right to be making comments on it. But, well, and here we are making comments on it. But, hey, maybe that's, maybe that's part of the reason. Maybe it gets people to talk about it. Maybe maybe that person is not looking to correct the issue. They're just looking for attention. And if so, mission accomplished. Oh, yeah, it was definitely mission accomplished. Um, so, when I, that's, but that's also why I'm not putting that person's name out there. Um, because, to me, at that point, good business practices would, t- would, would tell me, hey, I should reach out to this person and see how I can make it better. Right, wait, you got to lead by example. Uh, well, yeah, if you want to be a leader. If you don't want to be a leader and you just want to be, <laughs> I don't want to say a mean word or, or, or be mean, but if you want to be um, not a solution to the problem, then that's what you can do. Yeah, you could sit there and throw a temper tantrum. Yeah, you could. Um, but yeah, so I, I so here here's what happened. So I got an email uh from somebody who who was questioning the the cost of the ten dollars and um instead of I and you know, I never heard back from the person, so maybe my answer wasn't good enough, but I felt like this, I mean, I was being upfront about it because they asked the legitimate question of like, well, why is movie mail $10? That seems awfully expensive to send a letter. Okay. So I, it's my explanation. It was uh, explaining that first and foremost, that we want an invested membership. We don't want people to join that have no interest in actually participating in both our Facebook community um, in, and in our analog mail community where they're sending and receiving envelopes. Like we want people that are invested. And in, in order to get people that are invested, in my opinion, it can't be free, right? Because they'd be like, oh, well, I didn't send one this month. Um, also, there's a plenty of other reasons I'm going to get into why it can't be free because it's – it's actually pretty ridiculous once I started writing out the list of all the reasons that it couldn't be free or at least even cheaper because you run into a lot of it. Like you run into a lot of issues I'm about to bring up. So, um, we want to make it sustainable. So when, when you talk about sustainability, the more letters that we have, that we bring in, the more it still has to be worth opening up all these letters. Um, and in some cases we're actually going to be scanning the letters so that we have, extra letters to send out in case somebody isn't capable of sending out letters that month. I mean, everybody gets busy or whatever. Um, and we just want to make sure that we have a backlog of, of content so we can send it out to people. Well, that requires, am I, I'm, I'm am I taking Ava or what? Yeah, I can take her. Um, so she didn't need anything. Half an ounce. She needs to eat more than half an ounce. Ava, Ava. All right. So Ava's, Ava's back. You can leave it here. Um, <laughs> this this is how live goes now. So so anyway, yeah. Well, we're we're now we're a little, we're getting a little we're getting a little cranky here. All right. So we want to make it sustainable. We want um, an interactive community, especially with the Facebook group to go along with it, and. In order to do all that, it, it takes time and effort and money to to make it worth doing, right? To make it sustainable. We also want to do giveaways 
so like sometimes the giveaways may be sponsored, but sometimes they won't be. Sometimes you know if we're if we have enough money in in the bank and we have enough sponsor or membership to do it, we want to do giveaways that that maybe we do ourselves, so that it's not a big uh, so it's not a big deal and we're not losing money on the whole op- you know on the whole opportunity. And the other reason is we want to donate money to Give Kids the World. It's a wonderful organization. We've raised, um, you know, $1,600, and that's just in two live events that we've done in the last two years for Give Kids the World. Uh, you can check it out at um, givekidstheworld.org. And we want to raise uh, 5% of the profits to go to the charity. So another, the other reasons that we run into um, why $10 is, is you know, is um, sustainable is because it gives us money to play with when it comes to paying affiliate sales. So, like, we want to sponsor some pods, um, some podcasts. We want to do Facebook ads. We want to do because uh, you know m- when it comes to membership sites, it's all about numbers. It's a big numbers game. You have to be able to get enough people invested so that you can get to a break even point and then go from there. So, between affiliate sales and or paying for sponsorships, stamps, envelopes, running customer service support because you know, there's going to be emails that, that occur and things like that. Running the social media takes time as well. Taking uh, pictures and all that takes time to do um, website costs, PO box costs. Uh, we have to pay taxes on the money. We have fees like PayPal fees right off the top. Um, there's, there's plenty here that uh, plenty of things. And I didn't even get into the idea you know, the fact that we're going to need uh, probably need insurance at some point as well. You know, that's, that's going to be a thing that's going to have to be addressed uh, as we continue to grow. Um, and we might need to bring in more people because think about it. Like if you have, say it was $5, right, to, to, to join Mobile Mail. Well, that sounds great. But now after the fees, you're at like $4. Now, if you try to pay an affiliate sale, any affiliate sales, and you're like, okay, you're going to get like, a, you know, you're going to get your dollar or whatever per sale or, or 50 cents a sale um, per month. Um, now you're down to like three fifty or three dollars or three three fifty, and that's before we you know buy a stamp. That's that's forty seven cents. So so now you're down to you know let let's just let's just go with the three dollars. So now you're down to two fifty, plus an envelope at six cents. So you, that's a little under two fifty. Um. We have to run a website off of that cost. We have to, you know, pay. Pe- we might have to pay people to open these letters because you got to remember, as we get more members, we're not going to be able to just have me and Melissa opening letters all day long and sending. So we might need some help. You know, if you get a thousand letters a month, that's it, that's going to be a lot of letters, especially if we have to scan uh, a lot of them. That's that's a lot of time. Plus, we're probably going to need a new scanner at some point because you know that's not going to hold up forever. So you have all these extra costs, and we burped. <laughs> and, you know, of course, if, if you're just giving something away for free, uh, people aren't going to value it. So, you know, you, I would certainly expect people to, like, write one letter and then just kind of drop out of it. And then, you know, before you know it, the whole thing collapses. If somebody's paying for it, if they're invested in it, then it's like, okay, now I value it more. I'm going to make more of an effort to put time into it. Or, or I'm not going to do it, but at least – at least there's a better chance that they're going to stick with it. And, you know, it, it's like similar to what you said in the past where either you give something away or you do it 
in terms of like what it costs, it's like either you do something for free or do it at what uh, the value is. You don't do it for cheap because not only do you undervalue yourself, you know, it, pre it presents a bad face to the uh, the customer. Where they look at it and say, "Well, why is this? Why is this so cheap? Like, <laughs> you know, what what am I missing here?" And you just you kind of start to doubt it. I mean, it's um, I just it's it is what it is. But and I guess the last thing is you really can't afford to do it for free because as you uh, for all the reasons you listed, there's a lot of expenses involved, which aren't immediately evident. But uh, you know, you've done a thorough job breaking them down, and maybe that's. I, if enough people ask about it, it's something you could even put on the, the website. Like, look, if you want to know where $10 goes to, you know, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. It doesn't really seem necessary to me, but... Right, because it's not like we're asking... So so part of that is, and what you said about the whole, like, um, you know, what I, I preach about, the whole do it for full price, do it for free, or do it for cheap. Right, right. Um, You know, it's like, do, do all those things need to be, need to be said? I don't. I don't think that they should. I think if Apple had to list every single thing that they, you know, that you're paying for when you pay the Apple tax. I mean, I love Apple, but when you pay the Apple tax, um, if they had to list every single thing that they were putting that money towards, uh, I think that people would think that's funny. Mm -hmm. um, it's they're you know they're the value proposition of. Um, it's like okay, well, what would what would be a more acceptable price? Eight dollars. But if you were willing to pay eight, why not ten? That that extra two dollars to us makes a huge difference when you're talking about paying those fees, paying all the the costs that go along with it. Doesn't even include the fuel uh, to go get you know to go get the envelopes from the PO box. So you know that's that's something else. It's like it all it all adds up, um, and we need to be able to have it so it can be sustainable. We don't want to be in a situation where. Uh, we're not able to to make it sustainable or worth our time or the members time for being you know to be a part of it so that's that's the thing so it's you know and then asking you know is there any other questions that that you um you know you have and any you know anything that i could you know help i obviously this is a, a bit of an experiment in um in doing something that as far as I can tell, isn't being done anywhere else where it's, it's, it's a you know, an analog mailing community. So we, you know, I, I, I don't feel like it's a lot of money personally. I, I think that if, you know, if we were like, Oh, it's 20 bucks a month, that would be a lot. I, I really feel like that though. Who knows? Maybe the value proposition at that point goes up and people are like, Oh yeah, I'll pay 20 bucks for that versus 10, maybe 10 is too cheap. It's, you know that perceived value is it's a to me it's a killer right because it's like there's a there's a fine line between perceived value and like overcharging and it's 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 a tough one it's it's always a tough one because i i want stuff to be accept access accessible um and at the same time worth it so like you know because let, let's go back so if we're at like two dollars per envelope now all of a sudden we have to in order to make a pro like any kind of profit we need to get to like a hundred thousand you know uh, like or, or fifty thousand plus membership now that sounds great you know like oh well you know you should be able to get to that blah 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 but here, here's the thing like okay so at fifty thousand you make a hundred thousand dollars now we got to try to find people that we can employ for about twenty thousand dollars to open up fifty thousand envelopes a month take them out like kind of review them it's like like yesterday when we, when uh, we were watching john oliver with the whole lawsuit thing and they're like 
you know, these lawyers have, they're, they're, they're going over like a thousand lawsuits a, a month or a week or whatever it is. And he's like, well, if that doesn't sound like a lot of time, it's not. Some of them are being reviewed for up to four seconds. That's not enough time to review. Uh, like if somebody wrote like a three-page letter about a story that, that was a personal story to them of triumph and overcoming and motivational. I, I mean, maybe you could read that, Matt, because you're a speed reader. But I'm certainly not going to be able to read that. Uh, not in four seconds. No. It, you know, so th- you see what I'm saying? Like that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, so now we need to hire people, you know, to to review stuff, to scan the stuff. Maybe we need to buy more scanners. Like it gets exponentially um, tough, but the thing is, is it just such a, to me, it's such a low price point at $10. You create this ability for people to be able to have a low barrier of entry into this awesome community. Uh, so yeah, so that's my take on what somebody decided that they were just going to like, Oh, like I could have took that email and been like, you know, take a snapshot of it, put that person's name out there and be like, no, oh, I just hating on my, you know, on our little pop-up business here that we're trying to help motivate people. And, and, and they're, you know, asking why, why it's $10. Like that's not the, that's not the proper way to go about it. Now, if they still didn't, if they took that, received that email and they didn't understand it still, like, I can't, I can't help that. Right. Like there's only so much that we can do, uh, as this, well, customer support, business owners, uh, anybody that's trying to make good on the question that was brought up in the first place. Yeah, and it's a legitimate question, but, uh, you know, it's like, well, what do you compare it to? I mean, like $10 a month is, let's say, like Netflix is 10 bucks a month, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's not a good example because it's apples oranges. <laughs> I mean, there's really not a lot of services you can really compare Moby Mail to, and for the, it's a low barrier of entry, but it's a fair barrier of entry. I mean, you've already described how, like, you know, here's what the costs are. And, you know, and, and here's a lot of things that you wouldn't, wouldn't think of when you're associating uh, mailing with producing costs. Like you said, the fuel cost. Um, and if it got big enough, having to hire on employees, I mean, let's, let's hope you hit 150000 but Well, hey, $150,000. I mean, and that's the thing, right? So, like, if, if you were only making $2 an envelope, you're at 300000 That's great. But the thing is, is that's not like out of that three hundred thousand, where you're gonna have to pay people, and we don't know how many people we're gonna have to pay because without breaking, and that's without breaking down the numbers, right? That's without even breaking down like, okay, so a website cost is like a hundred dollars a year or whatever, or, or if even just the domain on a shared website is like fourteen dollars a year, so that's like a dollar a month. That's you know that's a small cost, but if we had to run customer su- uh, support. On top of that, like we're just a two-person operation, and and that's all we have. On top of everything else that I'm doing, so it's like it needs to be. There needs to be enough there to make it worth it, so we we can hire people and make it grow and sustainable. And especially, especially on the sponsorship side, because you can't grow a membership unless people are like, oh my god, it's amazing! I got to click, 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 click. And maybe we'll get to that point. We're you know we're still very early on. I haven't had a lot of time because I was so busy uh, preparing for these two talks. Plus, I have two more talks next week that I need to prepare for. Uh, so th- there's just there's a lot going on. Um, it's it's tough. Plus, we're here recording, so it's it's just one thing after another. Um, and and as you know, if you're watching this on Facebook, and I even haven't even plugged it yet, but Facebook Live, or you know, if you're watching this on Facebook Live, Facebook.com/slash/SuperJoePardo. Uh, we've, I've changed it. It's now super Joe Pardo to go along with everything else. 
bringing that personal branding even stronger to the mix. Uh, or if you're watching this on YouTube uh, after the fact or listening to it on Dreamers Podcast, if you go to iTunes and type in Dreamers Podcast, you'll see the only one, the only artwork that's done in Sharpie and says Dreamers Podcast in, in big Sharpie bold lettering. Um, yeah, so so that's that was that's my take on that. It was a long roundabout take, but um, I think that there was definitely something something there. And yeah, um, wow. All right, so let's see. I have a bunch of other topics here to go through, including dealing with procrastination. Uh, so we'll, we'll try to get to that a little later. Um. Yeah. Oh, there's something I I wanted to talk about that I had didn't even write down. And so, like watching watching a baby grow up, right? Like it's it's incredible. It really like it really really is. If you break it down to the level of like when I see Ava, uh, my daughter, like staring at her hand out in front of her, and like just looking at her face and and her eyes and like watching her manipulate her hand and figuring out like how to get her motor skills running. The thing that comes to my mind is like when, when somebody goes to you and and this is, I'm going to relate this to, to dreaming and, and all that. It's like, well, you're not the first to do that, Matt. You just, you're not the first to do it. So why would, why even try? Oh, just because somebody else has done it doesn't mean, you know, I couldn't do it better. You know, or approach it from a different angle. I mean, it's like, oh, so, you know, somebody made a computer. Well, no, nobody else should ever make a computer because we've already got the computer. Like, you know, just. It exists. There's no reason for anybody else to make anything that even looks like this computer. Like, even though we think we could do it better, faster, smaller, more efficient, cheaper. But no, we've already got the computer. We're, we're done. You know, it's or even like something I see in the news a lot is a uh, VR. You know, you've got like three, probably more competing companies. You got Facebook with the Oculus Rift. You got the HTC Vive. You got Samsung's Wear. I get the PlayStation VR. Like, do we need all these VRs? <laughs> Can we just pick one and make that the winner? No, because it doesn't work like that. The only way it's going to be innovative is that if they all exist, all competing against each other. They're not all going to last. Some are going to fail, but hopefully out of the ashes of that will come a better product at a better price for everybody. But, you know, if we just Facebook says, hey, you know, we got the Oculus Rift, that's it, we're, we're done, you know, then is that what you want? Do you want just one choice? Um, you know, like, it, like actually, devel- well, developers would like one choice because <laughs> oh, well, then they don't yeah, have to. I mean, for them, it would make their lives a lot easier. <laughs> it would make their lives a lot easier, at least if they all talk the same, right? Like you could have multiple branded um things but if they all still talk the same um like the same language at least then you could program for one well my point was when you know when watching ava uh like watch like watch her hand and Mm -hmm. and manipulate it it's like to me it's like okay no one's gonna go up to a baby and be like oh people already know how to use their hands you you can just stop now like you might as well just quit while you're ahead because there might be one guy well, there might there, you're right. There might be one guy, just like that angry guy at the party. That, <laughs> there might be that person, but ooh hands, ooh. Yeah, we've seen one. these before. Like yeah. you know, 
look at me i'm picking things yeah. up <laughs> like yeah no i i get it um <laughs> i just don't think that any many, most people would go and be, like try to discourage a baby from like understanding their motor skills in their hands and the movements and their brain functionality and move you know moving forward so my point is is it teaches me a lesson about the idea that you know look we're like okay yeah we're all human and all that but when we want to set out to do something when we want to like put ourselves in a mindset of like okay I'm good enough to do, at least try this. Maybe it won't be the best, but you never know because maybe I'll be able to improve just one thing on something else. Like like your example of the computer. So like maybe I'll get a bunch of things wrong with my computer, but I might get one thing right. And that one thing could carry on through through generations. You know what I mean? Right. Like one design one design or one thing that you do like you know because we could do anything with our hands right like she you know and the one thing that comes to my mind is is like pottery right and uh so so the whole the whole pottery thing making stuff with our hands or or carpentry or or whatever like it all starts with like how do i use the my hand yeah, and maybe you inspire somebody else, you know, through what you did. Like I say, even if you just inspire another baby to look at their hands right. and be like, "Hey, what is this thing?" You know, I mean, if writing is taught through osmosis, and that you know, you, the more you read, the more you pick up, and essentially you're sort of borrowing to some degree what you've already read and applying your own ideas to it and putting like a different spin on it, but still, the archetype is there, and 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 science is the same way. It's like you know, a lot of it we're just building on what came before. So yeah, you have to acknowledge that something is relevant, and uh, and you should want to improve on it because that's the only way things are are going to get better. I, I just uh, the idea of settling is well, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of depressing. <laughs> settling is depressing. I you know that's that's not what we do here at the Dreamers Podcast. We do not settle. Settling is not an option. So so I think. I think that you know using that lesson of of it is is really really important. The lesson of like hey, it doesn't matter or we don't even know as babies that other people are using their hands. Like we don't even know what's going. We're just noticing our own hands. Right? right. So so like taking what we know and it's like hey, well I'm the first person to ever do this. <laughs> And that's and that's important, right? To be able to take it like, okay, I'm not necessarily going to go and build on what other people have done by researching and all that. I'm going to just do it myself and see what comes up. Then afterwards, maybe I'll go and check out what other people have done. Be like, oh, okay. It, obviously, they chose to go this route on something I was doing, like what I was, excuse me, what the, what I was going to do, because. I ran into the same problems that they probably did and, and that's okay. But maybe out of that, you were inspired to fix something else. And, and as I said yesterday, um, at the, when I, during my talk, it's like, you know, when you solve one problem, another problem rears its, its little head. I mean, you can't, uh, failures are stepping stones, you know, as long as you learn from your mistakes, then it's not, a, it's not a bad thing. And in fact, it's necessary if anything to drive innovation and, and to drive invention, like 
<laughs> I don't think everybody's already come out of the gate and like you know it's it's been perfect. You know, it just doesn't. Be nice if it was that simple, but it isn't. So, as long as you're not making a mistake and then giving up, as long as you're making a mistake and, and, and learning on that and not repeating that same mistake, then you're you're on the right path, you know. And then that's that's really only all anybody can ask of you. I would agree. I, I would definitely agree. Um, so let's see. So you know, I I think that kind of goes along with this other topic that I had written down here about how we um. I, I really believe pretty strongly that we have all the answers inside of us. Now, that's kind of um, sad, really, for for a show like the Dreamers Podcast to be like, hey, we're the Dreamers Podcast and we're going to help you do this. Um, but, like, sometimes we need help getting to those answers. But a lot of, like, to me, like, we all have those answers. Like, when I was going to a therapist once a week, Actually, I think at one point I was going twice a week for a little short time um, for like, I don't know, it was like almost like a year uh, spending all this money and going. And the only thing I was going there was to complain about how much I did not like work, not work in general. Obviously, I put in way more work now than I ever did, but work going to work and, and dealing with the issues and dealing with the people that I had to deal with and and the situations and the um I don't want to say, I guess social issues. It's not really social issues because social issues sounds like a big thing, but uh, like relationship issues that were built into to me working there. So dealing with all those things, like the whole time I knew like in myself that, hey, I need to go do something else. I Like I need to, like I, well, no matter what that is, I need to go do something else because I can no longer... Um, be here functioning at a level that I need to be answer, you know, getting things accomplished at the level I need to be and be happy or at least, um, what's the word I'm like, just neutral or I can't think of it. I had the word in my mind, something with a C, but you know, but you're right though. Cause the therapist is basically just uh, providing you with the tools to help you analyze yourself and, 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 realize what you need to make yourself happier and you already knew what the problem was you already knew what the solution was but verbalizing it and then saying it out loud helped you realize you know what i keep talking about the same thing every week i keep thinking about it 24 7 I, I just gotta do something about it like there, there's obviously no other answers no other solution that's presenting itself and uh you know sometimes you just you need that sounding board you need to just say it out loud or you need to somebody else to just uh, to listen to it because you could verbalize it inside your head all you want, but then you can also make excuses and justifications for, well, that's too much of a risk, or, you know, what about this, what about that? And next thing you know, you've, you've shut yourself down. And and it was a big risk. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen or the relationship that um, I was going to have with my family after the fact or how anything was going to be. So, you know, it, it, but the, the, the fact of the matter is, is I still had the answer inside of me all along. But it was more of like a fantasy, like, oh, well, if I just left, I mean, you know, oh, that's funny, Joe, right. because, you know, you kind of need the job. You don't have a degree. You don't even have a direction of what you would want to go do at the time. What are you what are you going to are you just going to go work minimum wage? I mean, that's a path towards um, or not minimum wage, but like you know somewhere else where i'm not able because like i don't have a degree i didn't have certifications i didn't have all the stuff so it's like 
I either had to go get a job doing something else, probably in the trucking industry, which I was more than done with at the time. Um, or I needed to, I, I, I needed to just go take anything I could get. All right. And probably work my way up from there, you know, and all that. But, but the, 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 you know, the truth of it is, is that's why I, I was like, okay, well, what, what is it that I'd want to do? And that's, you know, kind of how the, how the dream book came about how to dream big and win. Um, but of course it came late years later, but the whole like dreamers topic came up because it's like, oh, well I'm trying to figure out what it is that I want to do. How cool is it that I get to talk to people who know what it is that they want to do and they're doing it. You know, did I, you know, it's not, did I want a DJ? Sure. I had an album coming out at the time. Um, and it's still available at Venturatorium. <laughs> so you can get it at superjoeparter.com. Uh, but more importantly, I needed something that was going to to keep, be able to keep me in my house. You know, something that was going to make allow me to keep my car, or at least a car in general, right? Like, I didn't have to keep my car necessarily, but a car in general, and keep everything that I already had going. And that was the that was the scary part. So like if I had to start from scratch and I didn't have a house and my you know, like I was living in an apartment and it was like, you know, a thousand dollars a month or or and that's actually kind of depending on where you live, that's kind of expensive. Uh but it, you know, it's also really cheap if you live in like New York City, Manhattan. So I I think that it would have made the decision a lot easier for me to make that, you know, to pull that answer out and say, this is a like, this is a valid answer. I'm going to run with it. But instead it took me quite a while to make that, to make that call. Um, and it was only after I stopped going to see the therapist that I finally made that call, uh, which was, which was tough, which was tough. I feel, well, I also felt like that therapist wasn't really going to give me the answer that I wanted to hear. And, and for better or for worse, it doesn't, you know, it's immaterial at this point, but I knew what I wanted to hear. And I know like it, at the time and just a little bit afterwards that I wasn't going to get that answer. Just, it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, no, no therapist is a one size fits all. Uh, well, no, definitely not. You know, so, you know, like I said, but that's. Regardless, I mean, ultimately, you you already knew whether whatever the therapist told you, you already knew what what had to be done. You know, just a matter of kind of like gearing yourself up to get to the point where you could, like you said, you could pull the trigger and say, okay, well, I I got to do this. No more excuses. No more what ifs and you know worrying about the future. I just got to do it. And then once it's done, I, I'm on my own. I just I just got to make it happen. And succeeding or failing is is you know, by you, it's, it's all on you at that point. You're not worried about obligations or, uh, you know, whatever people are going to think it's, it becomes your focus and your, and your dream to pursue as, as you will or, or, or won't, you know, if you decide, Hey, you know what? I quit. I'm going to go back and work in the trucking industry or I'm going to go do something else. I don't want to do. Right. Right. Um, so I, I think that, well, it it does help 
get you know like things like the dreamers podcast things like my books things like other what other people have services therapists or coaches or whatever i think that they do help um at the end of the day i really do think that the answers are within us we know what the answers are it's just a matter of getting the motivation to do it and find that motivation that inspiration to be like you know what i'm gonna go for it and it's not might not be perfect but it's going to be what I'm capable of doing. Yeah, and also in, in you know having the right tools for a job. I mean, not everyone was brought up or uh, is aware of like how to really analyze themselves. I mean, and certainly a lot of people don't want to. <laughs> you know, it's it's not easy to look in the mirror and kind of like pick apart your flaws. And but like anything else in life, it's good at some point just to kind of take stock and figure out, okay, where am I at? What could I be doing better? What what am I doing that's great? You know, let me let me not make it all negative. Let's give myself some compliments for getting this far. But also just taking an analyzation of yourself and just you know what, I I'm I'm kind of happy right now, but I could be happier. And then what what do I need to do to achieve that? You know, and then and just take it from there. I think you know from that point it all starts to fall into place. But you got to start with you know just being honest with yourself, which is not easy. No, it's not. And most people don't want to be honest with themselves because the truth hurts. Understandably so. I mean, nobody likes to... You're your own worst critic, ultimately. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you are. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that and how Mm -hmm. I feel about that. Um, You know, I was going to do a a shout-out earlier, and I forgot. And now, Matt, if you could hand me that brown paper bag right there. So, I forgot that uh, a previous guest... Uh, of the dreamers podcast and friend of the show uh sent some really awesome buttons Matt, have you have you seen these no this is, all this new. is so uh so i'm gonna put this up to the camera so if you're watching on huh. facebook live let's see if the f- camera can focus in on here with this extreme light ah there we go so yeah so it's a little dreamers podcast button um that my friend uh deza lassie it's uh how do you spell it it's d dz i'm gonna have to look it up <laughs> i think it's like d d c h e l a s i uh she's an artist uh up in new york she's absolutely wonderful and you should go check out her episode which i'm going i should have looked up prior to the show but look we we know right like we know that that joe's time right now is is extremely stretched extremely limited and um I don't always have the best time uh, anymore to do things that I'd like to do, like prep for this show uh, the way that I should and it deserves. We'll give you a pass this time. Okay. Well, thanks, man. I, I appreciate your confidence in giving me a pass. She was on that back on. Wow. I can't believe it was that long ago. Unfortunately, I don't know the date specifically, mm-hmm. um, but she was back on episode number 24. Wow. 24. As Wow. I did not realize it was that long ago. Um, I thought it was a, lot, a little bit later. I'm going to have to have her back on the show to uh, yeah. to catch up and see how she's been. There's actually a lot of people that we need. I need to catch up with uh, and have them back on the show to, to see how they've been. It's... Uh, so yeah, so she did these awesome buttons. Like, like I'll show to the camera one more time. So if you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook Live, um, you can get to the, the new YouTube channel. I just put a new one together. Uh, it's it's superjoepardo.com/tube, t-u-b. Until we get um, a name for the channel, which will probably be Super Joe Pardo once we get that um, together. Unfortunately, it just 
you need videos and you need subscribers. So if you want to subscribe, you want to help out um, so I can get that name locked in, uh, just go to superjoeparter.com slash tube and it'll take you right to the, the channel. I also wanted to announce that uh, I've, I've changed my setup a little bit here in the studio so that now I plan on doing more videos um, and putting them to the YouTube channel. So those videos, there's a good chance that Dreamers Podcast could be going to a multi-day format again or multi week you know day a week format again uh but they won't be all interview based so so like we do the pre-show here i love doing it live it's awesome um but what i was thinking what i think i'm going to do is i'm going to tackle a lot of these topics and turn them into youtube videos to help more people find out about the show find out about what i do uh find out about matt sitting off off just off camera (laughs) like my robin over here um you know it's like a home improvement i have to stay behind the fence and remain the man of mystery yes he he does uh or else maybe the world will blow up maybe it won't we're not really sure but let's not take that chance yeah it's not worth taking a chance so um so yeah so superjoeparter.com slash tube we're gonna be good to be doing more videos like this it'll probably be like two three minutes long maybe four or five tops but basically i'm gonna be going through a lot of these topics that we they're kind of hidden in the pre-show you know, a little bit. So I want to take some of these topics. I want to talk about them um, maybe at a little at length, uh, maybe a little expanded, maybe updated, because now that we've been doing this pre-show since the first one that I have written down was from 3-7, so March 7th. But I think we've been doing it. I thought we were doing it longer than that, but I, I could be wrong. Hmm. Um, that's just what I have written down here. So we have quite a few weeks of topics that I could go through and create an episode just for that and re and upload it as yeah, no, content. That sounds good. Like I, I like the idea of a mini episode because there's so many things to touch on over the course of a live broadcast and things that we want to get to, or we started to get to and they have to you know, get left behind because of time. If you can kind of spread it out over the course of the week and maybe divulge a little more time, to like some niche topics or uh, just something that occurred to you in the middle of the week. And then by Monday, it's already, I got 10 more things to talk about and, and it just, you know, kind of gets tossed by the wayside. It's true. Things, I mean, like, I, I actually have one, two, three, four more topics that I wanted to talk about on this episode. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So it does It does um, end up being tough to make it to make it work, but um, but it's okay. It's all right. So, I like like I said, I want to I wanna do this. Um, you know, I want to bolster up the YouTube channel. I think that there's not only just so I can maybe bring in some ad revenue money that way, um, uh, excuse me, through, through YouTube, but also to help again, expand the platform, expand, expand people's minds and give people a place where, you know, I haven't thought of a name though. Right. So I was like, Oh, maybe it's the dreamers tube or because you say dreamers podcast on YouTube, I guess. I don't know. Like that's kind of wordy. Yeah, it, it does. But that's how you get to minimalism. You start with every, you know, you either start mm. with nothing or you start with everything and then you whittle down. Or you build as you go. So it's like you start at the one of the two extremes and you just till you find that name or that word or that thing. And I'm like putting like a circle sphere over my head. Um, Yeah. So there's, so there's that. Uh, Oh man. Uh, So yeah. So check out the, check out the YouTube channel. I plan on doing videos. In fact, while I'm doing these videos, I actually, because of, um, because of the the software I'm using, I can actually live stream on Facebook Live while I'm recording those episodes. 
and and actually cut them like stop and start the recordings in like not the recordings for uh facebook live but facebook live will still be going in between me doing those recordings so people can like check in on the process and see what's going because I just want them to be like a stream of consciousness. I don't really want to do a whole bunch of editing. Like I don't, I don't have time for that. I don't even have time to edit this show, which is why you probably just heard Ava crying in the background. Um, I was talking to Melissa. That's not going to, and she was in the other room. She was trying to, well, she was trying to correct me. And, and I think she did. I, I don't know. I don't remember if I said the wrong name or not. Um, yeah, there just isn't time for that. So nobody who got time for that. Nobody, nobody got time for that. <laughs> Um, as a once famous meme, Jurors podcast raw and uncensored. Well, no, no, we're, we're definitely censored. We just censor (laughs) before the fact we don't, uh, it's not after the fact because we don't have, who got time for that? I ain't got time for that. It's all behind the scenes. It is. It is. Um, even just putting this episode together, like after the fact, it takes, it takes time. Like I gotta, you know, I gotta get all the sound levels right and clip it all together and especially with this week, because I have a couple different files that I need to convert for the video from. Also, speaking of video, um, the the my the video of my talk is actually up on YouTube already. So I will have that on the show notes for this. So superjoepardo.com. Um, if you go to the show notes for episode 234, you can... Uh, you know, check out the, the whole, the whole video or, you know, after the jump, getting, getting ready, getting close to the end of the show here or the end of the pre-show here, you can make, uh, you can listen to that as well, as well as Pete, uh, Trabuco, I think it's Trabuco. I'm getting, th- not getting a thumbs up. He does Matt's not remembering either. Tra- tra- I think it's Trabuco. Um, and, and, uh, um, and he was great. He was, he was very informative. He was awesome to talk to the man. He's done a ton of interviews. He he knows how to get out there, network, very personable, and he's he's got that you know can do attitude, and it's all because he's doing something he loves. He doesn't have to do it. He doesn't need to do it. He just he just loves doing it, and that's it's that's, really that's cool. very true. He that's doesn't inspiring. need to do it. And not only that, you know, he he pays it forward too. Like he's not just like uh, oh, I'm doing all this stuff, and I'm just gonna sit back here and kind of kick back and you know relax on my accomplishments. It's like no, he's giving back to the community, and you know, like yourself, he's uh, motivating people. Well, he donates all the money from his books. And, and, and like do- last year, I think he just said it was like thirty thousand dollars that he donated uh, to charity from from the sales of his books because he, he's like I I don't even need the money so. Yeah, so it was, it was really which is incredible. Yeah. I mean, I look, I want to get to the point where I can do that. Like, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, unless I go get me a hundred thousand dollar job on top of trying to balance all these things that I do, it's it's just not possible for me, unfortunately, at the moment. So, um, yeah, definitely check him out. Yeah, yeah, go check out. He has a nice, uh, awesome book called uh america's top roller coasters and amusement parks it's the book's been out for a while uh, a couple i think quite a few years actually but he has another book coming out in about three months he he uh let us know about that so go and check it out um i think trabuco is the way to say it i think like i'm looking at the spelling of it i'm pretty sure that's that's it i feel really bad pete i'm really sorry about that also you know what's funny is uh when when you're when you're trying to sign books so like i was trying to sign these books yesterday and i made a bunch of mistakes when i was like writing the messages in the books and i had to like go back and like scratch not scratch them out but like (laughs) fix them a little bit 
because people are talking to you and you're trying to listen and then you start like and and because when i sign books i don't just like sign my name or say like keep dreaming i like i try to write like a message and i try to make it like a unique message every time especially if it's for somebody that i had a conversation with so it's and it's tough because i'm like i'm trying to think of that and i'm trying to listen to what somebody's talking to me about and I'm trying to remember their name, and I'm trying to like you're trying to do all these things, and it, it's one of those things where I'm really like happy that I DJed for as long as I have because DJing really teaches you how to like listen to two things at once. Um, and I'm not perfect at it, but I'm also not a professional DJ like some of my friends. I'm talking to you, David Michael, um, or or DJP who needs to be on my show, uh, or BJ. Well, he's not a DJ, but he needs to be on my show too. Um, and and being able to like decipher these the, you know everything going on and 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 being able to switch tasks because multitasking is a myth, uh, it doesn't exist. If you don't if you don't know that, go get the book. Multitasking is a myth, um, and you will find out very quickly that it, it very much so is a miss a, a miss. It, it is a miss, and it is a myth. Anyway, uh, so I'm really like thankful that I spent so much time DJing. That like it really teaches you how to like balance two things going on at once and switch tasking back and forth over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, so I made I, I, I like in Pete's book, I actually wrote Peter, and that no excuse me in um I forget who else's book it was I forgot to write like the word in like or keep on I kept, I forgot to write on like keep on dr- I wrote keep on dream. Or something like that. Or keep dream keep I meant to probably like keep on dreaming, but I wrote keep dream and I was like, Oh, and like squeezing in letters and stuff and it's just Yeah, not not ideal. Not ideal at all. Um So yeah, maybe and, and that's probably a good reason there's probably a good reason why people like write the same messages over and over in their books when they sign and all that. And I I agree. Um I, I, I can see the reasoning behind it. I yeah. just don't like to do that because I want to be more uh, personable and, right. and and more unique. People are going to appreciate you know, the personal touch. I mean, yeah, sure. If you're at a book signing, <laughs> it's a lot easier to just, you know, write you know, something generic. You know, take a quick photo and you're done with it. But, you know, I think people, I, I, people do. They appreciate the time you take to actually put something – uh, geared toward them it shows that you're paying attention to the conversation you're not just like oh yeah yeah great that thing all right what, what did you want whatever keep doing good with your thing that you're doing whatever that is next you know like it, it says more about you and um yeah i was impressed that you're able to do that while i'm asking you for singles and like two other people are trying to talk to you at once i'm like trying to get their attention away from you so you can <laughs> finish this assigning but you know it was just it was a lot, a lot of little things happening all at once, but it was, you know, it was good in the sense that uh, at least we had people coming over, had that energy, and uh, certainly met some interesting people and, and inspired people. You know, it's really cool to see how people are pursuing their dreams and learning a little bit about careers and, and things that I'm not super familiar with. You know, like photography, for example. I, I knew very little about it, and now I'm like, oh, you know, that's something I might want to consider pursuing, but, you know, you can see there's definitely plateaus. <laughs> Right, right. It's yeah. It's uh, yeah. You got to get you know from plateau, from plateau, from like stepping stone to stepping stone, right. and and move your way up, and utilizing the stuff, the work that you do as a resume to go forward and be able to 
Um, you can't just be like, oh, I'm the best photographer in the world, and like right, you show up. I got up the most expensive camera, so I'm, I'm, I'm awesome now, right? I'm all e- set. Yeah, no, not even, not even close. What's an F stop? <laughs> I don't. I honestly, I couldn't even. T- I know, like, I kind of know what it is, but I couldn't even tell you. Aperture. Um, that's a thing, I think. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, oh man, all right. So I think I think we're gonna wrap up here because it's already oh, man, it's three o'clock, and I gotta get ready. I still have to put this episode together. Then I gotta get ready to go speak tonight at the Toastmasters. Um, coming up as well, I will be speaking at Hope Works in Camden, New Jersey. Uh, Hope Works is hackathon in October. I'll be speaking at the United Nations in July. Can't wait for that. Um, I feel like there's some other things that I didn't write down that I got going on, but we'll we'll get there. Um, I need more hours and I need more me. That's what I need. That's what, so if you know if you don't know what to get me for my birthday in September, get more hours or get more me because I need I need another one of me's. I need I need the Mises. Is that was the the Mises? Yes, so they can they can do stuff for me and uh, you know get stuff done faster. Um, as always, Matt, I really appreciate you uh, being here, being there yesterday. It meant, you know, it not only meant a lot to to have you at um at you know one of my speaking events, but the just to have you in general was was awesome. I appreciated the help. Um, it definitely. I kind of wish it was. A, I need. I wish I needed more help <laughs> than we did, but we had a great time all the same. Had a lot of people come, um, but you know, it, the thing is, 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 is you got to build up over time, and that's that's the thing, right? So it's not going to be an explosion all at once, and uh, we're 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 gonna get there. Yeah, no, it's always fun meeting new people, and you know, I got to meet a couple fans and yeah, new fans, like, people new that fans, are now yeah. fans of my work, and. I gotta say it was um it was a little daunting like having um because having a couple of motivational speakers in the crowd because I was like oh no what if they don't think I'm any good, uh which you'll get to be the decider decide you get to decide that for yourself by going to superjoeparra.com go to the episode two thirty four watch the uh, video also if you go to um well it'll be on YouTube and if you, you listen to the epi- uh, the rest of this episode after the jump you'll be able to to do it um. Go check out moviemail.com. Check it out. Watch the video. I did a voiceover for the whiteboard video that we had made up. Uh, really happy with the way it came out. Um, a lot of people seem to be happy with the way it came out. So uh, check it out. If you like the idea, spread the word. It would be really awesome. Um, we really want to get this jump started. And we, I mean, we have a few people on board, but it would be great to have more people on board and really expand it before we start um, investing that <laughs> investing that all of $9 uh, into making it even better, um, with more people on board. So, um, so yeah, feel free to do that or reach out to me at super Joe or, uh, Joe at super Joe man. Uh, yeah. All right. I guess that's, that, that pretty much wraps it up. Um, I want to thank Ava for coming and crying a little bit and, and, and looking cute and watch this on YouTube. It's going to be, it's a great time. Super slash tube. And I'll see you after the jump. Joe, I have a challenge for you. What, what's that, Matt? I want you to give me a way to support the dreamers podcast. That's not only easy, but it's not going to cost me any money. Buy stuff on Amazon. Really? Yes, go to superjoepardo.com forward slash Amazon. Update your bookmark for Amazon to that link, superjoepardo.com forward slash Amazon. Every time you make a purchase, I get money. 
Joe, in the time it took you to describe that, I've already done it, and I'm a slow typer. You know what? Why don't you go buy some uh, Mavis Typing Tutor on Amazon using the superjoeparter.com forward slash Amazon and help contribute to Dreamers Podcast. It'll be here in two days. Thanks, Amazon Prime. Hey, this is Joe Pardo, and I'm here live at the uh, Kittypreneur Expo 2016 here in Freehold, New Jersey. And uh, right now I'm being joined by Jessica Woodley, who uh, I was about to say speaks, but not speaks. She sings at a lot of of national anthems. She does a lot of national anthems. I'm just stumbled. It's been a long morning already. Jessica, uh, glad to have you on the Dreamers podcast. Uh, Thank you. So, so how many uh, national anthems have you have you sang? Um, this is actually only my first, but I do a lot of other performing, other than this. Oh, you're okay. So you're singing. So I okay. All right. So I misunderstood. All right. So so what uh, what kind of other events have you sang, uh, sung at? Um, well, I'm currently in a band, and we gig a lot. So I also play guitar, ukulele, bass, and violin. So I sing a lot of pop, but I also do a lot of theater, so a bunch of different performing. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. So what kind of music do you play in the band? Um, we do original music that we write, and it's mainly pop-based. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, that, that's cool. So um, do you sing any a cappella at all? Um, sometimes. I mean, sometimes mainly for auditions and such, but not, not a lot. But I enjoy singing a cappella, though. Oh, okay. So you'll be singing the national anthem here today. Yes. That's awesome. Is it, is it, um, are you excited? I'm extremely excited because, I mean, it's, you know, it's a good honor to be able to sing this great song. And that's true. It's fun to sing, so that's always fun. <laughs> so, um, so how long have you been singing for? Um, I've been singing since I was seven, maybe. Wow. Yeah, for a long and, time. And how old are you now? I'm 13. 13. Wow. Okay, cool. So, um, like original songs like a lot of people don't usually get into that at at such a young age usually they start with the covers and um especially nowadays where it's all about youtube how do i make a cover and then people are like hey i want to like like that and share it and and all that so um how how did you wind up starting to do Um, i assume you do the writing yeah um i feel like it's i don't exactly know how i started but it's just that um, writing original songs, the reason I do it is because I feel like the best way to share what you want the world to see is if, you know, there's not a song right for how you're feeling, then I guess you have to write it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, no, that, that would be quite <laughs> quite true. Um, so so is this your first um, Kittypreneur Expo? Yes, and I'm really excited to be here. I know. Well, it's mine too. Did you come to the earlier days? Um, I sadly couldn't come, but I'm oh, excited to be neither. here today. Oh, well, that's awesome that you're here. Um, what are you hoping to get out of it? Um, well, I'm hoping to see a lot of cool, cool people, um, and I mean, just you know, learn something new, find something fun. Yeah. So they, I, I, like, they've been doing this for quite a few years, um, and it seems like they have a lot of celebrity support and, and gaining more and more traction. And I mean, just being here, um, since you're my first interview today, like, it's it's amazing seeing so many chairs that are going to be probably almost all completely filled out. Yeah. That you'll be singing in front of no pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. But that's really cool because I feel like the more people to perform for, it's almost like the more fun that gets passed around. You know what I mean? That, that is very true. All right. Well, um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I mean, not much. Just that I'm really happy to be here today and that I hope everyone enjoys the event. Uh, is, is there any way people can follow you? Do you have like a YouTube channel for yeah, your band or, so, or any um, way people my, can find you? 
My YouTube is Jessica Woodley Music. Okay, and then so I'm, is it Woodley like W O O D L or L Y? W O O D L E E. E E. Yeah. W O O D L D L E E. Okay, yep. see, I would not have guessed that. Is that how it's actually spelled? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, because yep. I would like, is it L E Y? Is it L Y? Is no, it? Oh, okay. yeah, everyone does that. So it's just Jessica L-E-E. Woodley. Yeah, Jessica at, Woodley or Music. On YouTube. Yeah. Oh, music. Yeah, Jessica okay. Woodley music. Okay, so, on yeah. YouTube. So yeah, so you can go check that out. All right. Well, um, I'm definitely going to be getting to, uh, some more interviews throughout. So I, I appreciate cool. you taking the time to uh, stop by. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what's so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the rampart we watched were so gallantly streaming in the broken She told them, no, it's not impossible. 
So she continued with that. She continued and she put together a theater company, got together some of the best people in New Jersey, some actors and uh, performers, was able to uh, find a location to do this, did shows, and one of the most important things I am proud of her is my book, America's Top Roller Coasters and Amusement Parks, all money goes to charity. I did $30,000 in charity just last year alone for the book. Right. She did the same thing. She said, I want to raise money for charity. I don't want this to be a professional theater company. I want it to raise money for area high schools and, and people that need it, charities that really do need it. Again, they told her it's impossible. You cannot do that. There are too many things you need to do. Too much red tape to go through. All these different things happen. <coughs> Yet she persisted. She decided she was going to do that. And guess what? As of last year, June, she started her first show, which raised about $3,000 for area high schools, including Modern Day High School, which was about to be closing, and you saw them in the papers, um, which she also helped to go ahead and do that. Well, this year, and this is where yeah, I say, if you dream it, you can do it. This year, she auditioned for Walt Disney World at Walt Disney World through their Dramatic Arts program. And she auditioned with her theater company, Constellation Theater and Stage Productions. And believe it or not, they picked her. I just came back two weeks ago from Disney, where her company performed in front of about 1,000 people two times Memorial Day weekend, and was able to fulfill her dream, one of her dreams, which now she's done three times, uh, and that is to actually perform at Disney. What was the title? of her theme, her showcase. Anybody want to guess? I just said it three times. If you can dream it, you can do it. It comprised all of Disney songs about dreams, and it was a major hit. We'll be asked to come back again next year. So these are the things that I want you to know. We're all successful. We all are doing very well. But you know something? There are different plateaus of success. Do not stop. When you get success, continue with it. Continue with it. Don't stop. Don't stop at the level I've made it. You think you've made it. No, you have not. Continue doing what you're doing. And I'm a religious person myself. None of this would have happened unless God was in the picture and I was able to incorporate what I know and put it in the, in the Lord's hands. And that's one of the reasons why I have been so successful. Over 1,200 radio and television interviews. I do 20 a month, and I have a lot of fun watching my daughter grow up and create our own, our own theater company at 19 years old. So remember, if you can dream it, you can do it. And do not stop. Always continue doing what you're doing, and you will be very successful. You know, it's usually the journey that is most interesting in people's lives, not the final destination. Thank you. So now I would like to introduce our first speaker. Joe Pardo, a New Jersey-based dreamer, has always believed that society starts with you and that to change society, you must first change how you think. In early 2014, Joe decided to leave his family a $100 million business and pursue his dreams of owning his own business. Joe Pardo founded the Motivational Dreams Podcast, www.howtodream.co, to believe to build his platform for others to help pursue their dreams. By late 2015, Joe already has had the resume to help elevate others pursue their dreams. 
He released two books, one by the name of 31 Life-Changing Concepts, that was highly ranked on the Huffington Post. And he has started a podcasting conference, launched his speaking career, coached tons of online entrepreneurs, started an online business school called Your Dream Platform, released over 250 podcasts on his Dreamscape network, taught middle schoolers how to podcast, released his debut music album, co-founded an online greeting company, featured, he was featured on over 50 different shows, created plenty of videos, and so much more. Joe Pardon isn't a dreamer, he's a doer. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Pardon. Thank you, thank you. Well, I, it was supposed to be morning, so it's almost afternoon, but how are we all doing this morning? Yeah, that's it? It's a little, like, come on, guys. So, I, uh, I, I'm Joe Pardo, and uh, it's been an amazing two years for me. That's, that's part of what I'm, you know, how I've gotten up here. Uh, so, I'm glad I don't have to <laughs> explain all that myself, uh, so thank you for the, the, the nice intro there. So today I want to talk about two things, just two. The main things are being a professional. Now, as a, as a kiddiepreneur, you may think like, oh, well, being a professional, I'm, I'm just a kid, I'm young, I'm just getting started, or I've been doing it for five years already. That experience is super important, right? So everything that we do here, and the reason that you're all here, which I, I gotta say, every single one of you inspired me, be, not just being to be up here, but in general, because you're all doing something that you love or you're supporting somebody that you love. And that, that goes leaps and bounds because not every putty gets that opportunity as some of you in this room might know or feel or know people that are. It's super, super important to get that support, that love, that compassion from the people that support and love what you do. So, you know, I, <laughs> I would uh, actually love for if, if everybody, and I, and I know how this might sound, but I would love if everybody could uh, put up some antennas and send some inspiration to other people in this room right now. So can we, can we get our antennas up? And uh, let's see, let's do a little woo-woo-woo. We're gonna send out the, uh, the inspiration to everybody. And not just the people that are in this room, right? Because we're going to take this experience and we're going to take it to the people that we know, the people that we love, the people that we care about, the people that couldn't be here, the people that, even the people that don't believe in us. And that's the other thing that we're going to get into a little bit later is doubt. The people that doubt us, the, the, ourselves. You know, ourselves are the biggest, <laughs> the biggest doubters in the room because we're so hard on ourselves. We're so hard on what we believe and that we want perfection. And when we want perfection, that's so, it's, it's so hard. It's so hard, in fact, it's so hard that it can put us in our, it can stop us in our tracks, which is, is, is a shame, right? They say that the richest place in the world is the graveyard because that's where everybody takes their dreams and their hopes and their wants. So, and, and that's very true. Um, but, but fortunately for us, we're all here. We made the commitment. Uh, Chrissy, thank you for putting this on. So big hand to Chrissy for, uh, for not just this, but for in general, like bringing people together um, and finding these parents, because obviously the kids can't get in the cars themselves. They're, they're, they're not old enough, um, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, to drive themselves to an event like this, to be here and be present. 
So it's on the parents, and it's, it, it's and I'm thankful for that. So, being a professional, as entrepreneurs, we are professional problem solvers. At least that's the way I see it. You might see it a little different, and if you do, that's fine. But I see us as problem solvers because we don't know all the answers. We don't have, you know, we can have all the experience that we want or that we can, we can obtain, but there's always gonna be something that's different. There's always gonna be a situation that's different. The people that we, we uh, the personalities that we have to deal with in that situation are different. So we as, as problem solvers, as professional problem solvers, have to be able to, to, to see past that, right? To be able to see what people can't see, to see what those problems are, and not just being a, a, like a problem pointer out. Wait, anybody could be that, right? Anybody could be that negative, sad person um, that's like, well, this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong. But as an entrepreneur and as a professional problem solver, we need to not only point those things out, we need to come up with solutions. And we can't beat ourselves up on the idea that we're going to solve all of those problems like that. And I'm, I, I'm not a very good snapper, so I'm just not yet. Um, at least not with my left hand. Because we're going to have to break those problems down one by one and figure out the solutions for those problems. Because every time you come up with a solution, what happens? Anybody? Another problem. Another problem, right. The problem that we didn't even anticipate shows up. And it's really easy, and I'll, I'll get more into this a little later, it's really easy to sit on a, on a Sunday afternoon watching a, you know, a sports game or something and spitball ideas about why something won't work, right? There's plenty. Like if you had, if you had gone back just a, a couple years ago, Uber couldn't exist. No way, never, never, you know, someone's gonna end up getting hurt and then that blood is on somebody else's hands. But some people sat down and they thought, how can we make this work? How can we get the people involved? How can we get the lawyers involved? How can we get the right people in place, the technology in place to make all of this work? And now Uber's a thing that I can say, which to me, from a branding point of view, the word Uber does not denote taxi. But they did it, they've done it. They spent, you know, they got the right people. But that's all started with, let's not just spitball ideas about why something can't work. So as professional problem solvers, the entrepreneurs that are in this room, we, we need to recognize how special the, pro the not only the problems, but the solutions that we create are and how important that they can be, not only for us, but they're important on a level of how much can it cost, right? Because like, oh, well, if money's not a thing, we can solve any problem. We can create anything. Well, sure, we could. But like, not, you know, it has to be, when you're creating something, it has to be for an audience. And that audience isn't always gonna be able to pay anything that you want it to pay. And that's, that's tough, right? And I know I've dealt with that uh, as an entrepreneur myself, even when I was little, because I started out doing stuff um, before I knew about like getting paid. And that, I remember like third grade, I was um, creating a newsletter for our classroom. 
uh, that I was allowed to, to pass out. And it wasn't like school sanctioned or anything like that, uh, but yeah. So it's important that we, we recognize that audience as, as professionals. And as professionals, remember this. You know, they say practice, practice, practice. Well, professional sports athletes, right? They practice every single day. They're always getting better. They don't just show up and then that's it, you know? I mean, they, they're like, look at baseball players. They're playing like 100 and, what is it, 168 games a year. Plus they're practicing every single day. So you as a professional need to be able and willing to practice all the time. Get better at problem solving, get better at creating, uh, meeting people, whatever, whatever your weakness is, get stronger at it. You can't be perfect at everything. And that's, that was the other part, you know, from the beginning about being, uh, being perfect and how that will slow you in your tracks. But you need to be at least proficient enough or you need to meet the right people that can fill those gaps that you were uh, in proficient at. In not proficient at. And real quickly, when it comes to doubt, there's plenty of self-doubt in us, right, that stops us in our tracks. And we can't let that happen. Uh, and a lot, of, a lot of that comes with practice. Uh, being, being motivated, listening to music. To me, I love music. Who, who loves music in here? Right, so, you know, getting pumped in that, that music, that, that getting in that zone, for me, that's the inspiration that I find all the time. That's where I find like all of my empowerment, all of my inspiration, my motivation. Uh, there was another word I wanted to put in there that sounded really cool and I can't think of what it is off the top of my head now. But don't let other people get in your way either. You know, there's plenty of people that will run around and say, oh, there's lots of haters out there. And there is, there are, right? There's plenty of people that aren't in this room. Maybe there's some people in this room that are, are hopefully here to help change their mind. But don't let them get in the way. And try to stay positive about it, right? Because if we, if we get negative and we, we get um, salty about it, and we compromise ourselves, that's, a, that's just a, a path that you don't want to be down. It's going to create, uh, what is it, they say fear leads to anger, and then anger leads to hate, and hate leads to, I don't know, there's a Star Wars quote in there somewhere. I'm sure somebody that, that's more proficient in Star Wars quotes than, I, than, than me. I uh, could fill that in, but, but you understand the point. Don't let hate be your driving force because that, it, it takes so much energy and that energy needs to go so much further than, than it's even able to, right? Because right now as kids, you, can, you have all the energy in the world, but as you get older, more things get in the way. School is just the beginning. It's just the beginning of what will get in the way and there'll be a lot more challenges. So real quick, um, I'm Joe Pardo, and I would love to thank all of you for, uh, for putting up with me for this, for this time. Uh, I have two books, uh, How to Dream Big and Win, which is actually a coloring book to get you in that mind space of being a kid. I got Travis over there. He's got uh, the other book, 31 Life Changing Concepts. Me and Matt are in the back. We're uh, selling that. We also have some t-shirts and some other stuff. Uh, so come back and say hi, even if you're, you know, not interested in buying the book. Love to, let's, love to just have a chat. And real quick, I'd love to, uh, and it's going to be a little tough here because we're so many. I'd love to get a selfie if we could. Can we get a selfie? Can we get a selfie? We're going to try to get a selfie. Uh, 
Maybe I'll do two. All right, ready? All right. Ready? Awesome. Thank you so much. Everybody have a great day. Give it up for Joe Barlow, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.